The world of music supervision is a highly sought after thing. It's a highly coveted position. Uh, a lot of people hear of this idea of being a music supervisor and they just start dreaming about it. And um, I'm very lucky to be in that position, but it's not all that it seems. Today, we're gonna talk about what exactly a music supervisor does, the history of music supervision, and also talk about how you can become a music supervisor. And I'm gonna go over some things to help you decide whether or not that is the right path for you. You ready? Welcome to the License Your Music Podcast, where I'm here to give you all the tools you need so that you can earn passive income and obtain creative freedom. I'm your host, Jody Friedman. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify on the podcast, or you're watching with me here on YouTube, I really want you to know I, I appreciate you being here and just taking the time out with me today. If you haven't been by our site um, at licenseyourmusic.com, please come by. We've got a free guide on there for you to download and all sorts of other goodies on there. So come by, check it out. Uh, today, today, we're going to be discussing one of the key questions that, um, that I get asked, which is, how do I become a music supervisor? This is an interesting topic because when I was starting out as a supervisor back in 2008, there wasn't really a defined career path. But before we go into that, I, I want you to understand what a supervisor does and really how the beginning of the journey starts. Uh, every supervisor that I've ever met uh, and this, this goes for music coordinators too. You've probably heard that term or whether you have or haven't, there are music coordinators that, that do pretty much the same thing as a supervisor, but they handle more of the administration. So a lot of times there's a team of a supervisor and a coordinator and the supervisor is handling the creative and the overall budget and dealing with the showrunner and uh, the executives and the coordinator helps with that, but also is there to support the supervisor with their administrative needs, cue sheets, quote requests, licenses, and things of that sort, with, uh, which we, we won't exactly go in detail on in this, uh, this session here, but in another session, we will talk about that, and uh, there's definitely uh, gonna be some of that in our course on music licensing. So anyway, so being a supervisor, it really starts with having a, deep love and passion for great music. And every supervisor I met has that. They just love music at their core and either they know they knew I want to be a supervisor so they got into it or they fell into it because of their natural love for music. And not only that, but it's it's about a love for how music works against picture against film, against TV show, against ads, just that connectivity uh, between the two. Just to give you a little background on how it, I fell into it um, without really trying to be a supervisor, I landed in it. And if I look back on when I was a kid, uh, even when I was 12, 11, 12, 13, I was making videos with my buddies, just being silly, putting music to picture, jumping up and down, hiding in dryers, silly things like that. And um, you know, seeing, showing that to our friends, we would see that the reaction they had. And we, I noticed right away that music uh, against picture just had an emotional reaction uh, to people seeing that because it made them see the scene or feel the scene in a different way. So I fell in love with the idea of uh, synchronizing music to film long before I knew what it was. 
And um, even further, I'll say that, you know, I was a part in high school, a part of my my news broadcast for the school. There was a news broadcast, except I didn't do any reporting. Instead, I would just uh, make music videos at the end of the broadcast. We did like um, Fight for Your Right and Whip It and um, Eat It by Weird Al Yankovic and all sorts of fun music videos. <clears throat> we didn't know any better. We were kids. We didn't get licenses or anything like that. This is back in like uh, the early 90s and there was no YouTube. So we were just watching it in school. And anyway, we go around filming people and we put them to picture and make a whole music video out of it. And it was amazing. And we, we loved doing it. We even created a little production company name at the school, and uh, all the all the faculty in the school really loved it. We became known for it, and that was kind of my start in music supervision. So, um, anyway, back back to the present where I landed in it was in 2008 when a friend of mine was making a film, and I had already been doing licensing, and I walked in to act on his film. I was acting in it, and I started talking to him about the music for his project and asked him if he needed a music supervisor, and he said, yes, I do. So I kind of got thrown to the wolves. Uh, baptism by fire, I think we call it, which is learning by doing. I was given a budget, and I had to clear songs, and I started my journey as a music supervisor. This was back in 2008, so here we are now in 2021, so we're, we're, we're 13 years later, and uh, I've been very fortunate to get to music supervise on some very great projects, <clears throat> and also music coordinate for some amazing supervisors uh, on projects as well. So I want to tell you, how do you become a supervisor? If you're listening to this, it's because you saw the title and you clicked on it and you think, man, that would be really cool. I'd love to know how to do that. So what you have at your disposal today, which wasn't there when I was starting out, are courses. Um, Berkeley has a course. UCLA has a course. The Guild of Music Supervisors is an organization you should absolutely get involved with. They have a, a thing you can sign up as a friend of the Guild, and they're there to support and guide people in this community, whether you want to be a supervisor or not. It was built to support that role, so you want to get involved there. Also, um, a big important part of being a music supervisor, it's not all about creative and choosing songs for picture. That's probably 10% of the job. Uh, you really have to have a solid understanding of music publishing and and the record business and the music business as a whole so you've got to read some books I highly recommend you come by licenseyourmusic.com and sign up for one of our courses um, in music licensing and I probably if I don't already I will have a course in music supervision soon enough here so I suggest you come by check it out at least get on the list so you're made aware of when that course will be available uh, but really there's a lot of components you have to understand the business of licensing and synchronization and publishing and that comes with study and doing it uh, and that would be first and foremost to being a supervisor so let's talk for a minute about the history of music supervision back until like the late 90s early 2000 there there wasn't really a role called music supervisor a lot of the supervisors that i've spoken with uh, they were in the role unofficially they the the film company would have a department called special products and that was just to supplement their licensing department and it was because songs started getting used more and more and there were soundtracks being made but um it wasn't the songs weren't used as heavily throughout uh, TV and film as we hear it today, 
especially with streaming networks and all the content being made. Music licensing today is such an integrated part of our culture. It wasn't like that in the 90s. It was like you had a song in a, in a film that played in the end titles, you landed on the soundtrack, and that was a big deal. Uh, nowadays, there's a lot of people landing those spots, and it's not as big of a deal. It's still a big deal, but it's not as big because it's more saturated. But because of that, there were these these departments called special products, and um, you know, film departments, TV departments had like an executive role for the maybe maybe there was an executive in charge of music. Uh, I think my my old friend um, Greg Sill was was an executive over at uh, Warner Brothers, handling several of their shows like like friends and several several of their other shows that they had on he just was the supervisor overseeing the department but it wasn't really called music supervisor at that time so it's changed and i think it's important to understand that and to understand what makes a music supervisor and um you know someone who music supervisors someone who music supervises has to have a good understanding of music throughout history uh, obviously a deep passion for music, a love for music, um, relationships with artists, relationships with labels, publishers, managers, agents, um, singers, songwriters, producers, composers, a good music supervisor has this network that they can pull from uh, when they're working on something. So you want to start building that from the start, even if it's your friends that are in bands. Some of these friends, colleagues of yours are going to end up working in the music business and these relationships will be huge and will be paramount to your success as a music supervisor so uh, that's something to consider let's talk for a minute about the difference between film tv and ads music supervisors for film a film is is a much longer process Uh, sometimes films can take years from start to finish and tv shows on the other hand could be are much faster they um they tend to happen over the course of eight to 12 weeks and you're mixing an episode a week and uh, you may have 13 episodes in a season or 16 episodes or eight episodes, but either way, you're moving very fast with film, with, with TV. So uh, there's a big difference there in terms of the intensity of the workload. And I think a lot of supervisors that work in TV, they can only handle so many projects at once. Whereas with films, you can have multiple at once because uh, they're spread out over a long period of time. It's more greater pictures, uh, bigger picture strategy. Although you do that in TV as well, you do have to look at the big picture and the budget. It's just faster and faster paced. So there's a difference there. And then when it comes to uh, budgets, films can sometimes be very small budget. On documentaries, it could be under a million. It could be under two and a half million, under five million, and then it goes five to ten. 10 and above and then super budget would be you know a 20 and above 20 million and above for blockbuster films um so and that's not your music budget that's the film budget usually the music budget is it tends to be um you you're supposed to allot 10 percent of the film budget for music but not everybody does that so um you know a a five million dollar film is supposed to allot five hundred thousand dollars for music and that includes the music supervisor's uh, salary their staff salary their clearance team their coordinator and the budget to clear music and if you think about it that's not a lot of money five hundred thousand dollars as a budget is not a lot of money when you're clearing big artists for a film and a five million dollar film the artists expect to be paid appropriately when they're licensed so if you go to clear 
a known artist and it's costing you 80,000, 100,000, maybe 200,000, you've eaten up the bulk of your budget right there. So it's uh, that's the reality of when you're working with budgets and it seems like a lot of money, but it when, it, when a lot of hands are in it, picking at it, it can be eaten up pretty quickly. So uh, something I think it's good to know if you're wanting to be a music supervisor is that it, generally speaking, music supervisors do not make a ton of money. It is not, if you're getting in this thinking you're gonna make millions, it's the wrong career choice for you. It's not about that. Um, music supervisors get paid fairly for, for what they do, um, but it's, it's not, uh, well, actually I think they could be paid more now that I think about it, but it's not gonna make you millions unless you're working on blockbuster films over and over and over again. You could potentially get up there, but it's, it's not the same as, as you know, growing a business to be a multi-million dollar business. It's just not like that. So something to be aware of. Um, another thing I think to be aware of, like I said earlier, I touched on this. Um, music supervisors get to do a lot of fun things and listening to music and choose artists for picture. And it's really rewarding to get to put artists to picture. That's really a rewarding thing, especially an unknown artist. But uh, like I said, it's about 10% that. So if you're not really proficient in Google Sheets or Excel or Microsoft Word or just detail-oriented when it comes to busy work and administration, you might want to consider another field because music supervision is a lot of that. So um, you have to be able to pay attention to the details. If you miss a detail on a contract, it's a legally binding contract and we're dealing with legal contracts as a supervisor. We deal with copyrights and securing the rights to those IPs in a project. So it's super important to pay attention to details when you're music supervising. If you're not that type of person, if you're a creative person, you just love to create, music supervision might not be a good fit for you. And that is why it's about 10% creative, 90% administrative. So something to consider as you're deciding what to do. I know it sounds fun. It has this sexy appeal that that title of supervisor, but there is a lot of uh, grit, grit um, what, what's the word, like down in the grit, you know, hard, hard work that comes, comes with doing uh, music supervision. You have to see the big picture and also pay attention to in all the conclusion, details. So. If you're planning on or thinking about a career in music supervision, uh, just understand that it's extremely competitive. If you get an opportunity to work for or with a music supervisor, either as an intern or as a coordinator, just be extremely grateful for the opportunity because a lot of music supervisors are very protective of their role. Um, so, But they're supportive of people coming up and doing it, but we are very protective of that position because it is a highly coveted position. So be grateful, uh, be appreciative. You know, if, if someone gave you an opportunity, make sure you give back to them and, um, you know, by being just of service to them and supporting them in what they're trying to accomplish. So uh, that's the best advice I could give you. Again, if you haven't been by the site, come on by licenseyourmusic.com. Get on our list so you know when our course in music supervision is available. If it's not available now, at least you'll be made aware of when it will be available. Uh, check out our other offerings. We've got free guides on there for download. Uh, right now, there's a free guide, which is the number, no, number one question I get asked all the time is how do I get my music heard by music supervisors? So I put together this free guide. There are five steps to getting your music heard by music supervisors. Come on by the site, sign up, uh, check it out, and follow us on Facebook at License Your Music, Instagram License Your Music, 
Occasionally we do a clubhouse thing. As of now, it's February. We're doing clubhouse every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's in a room called Sync Masters. So come by and check that out. We'll have a conversation about licensing. I'm here to help you to answer questions you have. Make sure you subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave us a review. That helps us out a ton. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stay cool. Peace.